0: I'm Olivia Berkman, Managing Editor of FEI Daily, and welcome to Balance Sheet, a podcast all about finding balance and inspiration in our professional and personal lives. In today's episode, I speak with Financial Executives International's President and CEO, Andre Suskovcevic. As you'll hear in this episode, Andre is a deep thinker. He practices meditation and he really cares about the well-being of the company and its employees. We talked about how he's preparing for a virtual board meeting, the challenges he's facing as CEO right now, and how the pandemic has changed his approach to leadership. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Okay, Andre, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Hello, Olivia. I'm glad to be here.
0: Thank you. So, uh, first of all, tell me how you're doing. Are you with your children? What's going on at home? How are you holding up?
1: So, uh, yeah, interesting question, right? So the world is upside down a little bit for everyone. Um, Schools are closed. Being here in New Jersey, they have officially announced all the public schools are closed. So my daughter, who's in high school, is here through June. Uh, My boys are in college. They've been, you know, at home for the last month and a half finishing. They just completed their semesters. We're all together. Uh, You know, one would think that this is a really challenging time as it is. But, you know, one of the things I'm really grateful for here is the opportunity for all of us to truly be together. I mean, we make it a point of, of evening dinners cooking together, deep discussions of the world, of what's happening around us, um, you know, talking about what life is going to be like for the next several months and and out into the future. So that is time when I sit back and reflect on that is something that I will never get back. Um, And I'm so grateful to have that opportunity because, you know, once your kids start going to college, you just, you know, by default anticipate that you're going to see them less and less. And that's all been reversed. So, you know, making a little lemonade out of lemons, um, you know, I'm grateful for those experiences.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I I, every time I start getting down, which I have very down days, um, but I try to remind myself I'm home with my seventh month old. Um, I would never have had this time. My husband wouldn't have had this time. Um, And, you know, also my son is so young, I keep having to remind myself, like, he's not even going to remember this. <laughs> you know, so right. really, I'm just building this cool foundation of his li- of his early life, where we're just he thinks we just quit our jobs to just be home with him and give him all of our attention.
1: you know. As you should. Right? Yeah, right. So I'm <laughs> like,
0: yeah, this is probably really panning out for him. Um, so, and I also wanted to say, uh, you know, you mentioned that you're having some some deep discussions with your kids and you know you are someone who if we were if we ran into each other in the kitchen at work right and we were together in that room for 3 minutes 5 minutes you and I would i feel I don't want to say get deep, but we always I always have found you to be very real, very self-reflective, and I always felt like I clicked with you because we would get kind of deep for lack of a better you know, yeah. way to explain it. Um and you, and I f- always felt you would be honest if if I asked you how you were doing. You would be honest with me, I would be honest with you. Um I I always felt like that was a kind of a connection that that you and I have. Um, So I just want to tell you that I appreciate that about you.
1: Yeah, no, uh, thank you for that. Um, No, I think we do. uh, And, you know, to kind of go further on that, you know, we do have deep conversations. I'm a big fan of, of continuous learning. I'm a naturally curious person. So, you know, I love to read philosophy. I love to read psychology. I love to read, you know, self-help books, you know, leadership books, um, as well as fiction, and you know, take your mind away from things. But uh, I bring that to to my children and home. So, you know, my my one of my sons who's in college is you know studying to be a psychiatrist and psychologist because of his love for that type of stuff. So, oh, wow. you know, they're well read and and curious as well. So we have those type of conversations about the what ifs of life, and it's um it's really interesting to watch a young mind evolve and consider um, points of view that might be a little bit, you know, arguably, you know, ahead of their time, right. In a way, but they're, they're exploring it and poking around at it and challenging assumptions. And, and, and that's, that's amazing, right. That's amazing to be part of. It's amazing to witness. Uh, And I'll tell you, it gives me a lot of great confidence, um, not only for, for, Because of my kids, but all the conversations I have with you as a younger generation is that I think this world is in good hands. You know, as we go through and and what you're going to ultimately have to take on.
0: Yeah, I hope that that's true because obviously there's a lot said about millennials and Gen Z and that you know we're we're addicted to our phones, we don't know how to interact with each other anymore, and blah 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 blah. But uh, you know, I think I think the connectivity that we have and the you know the the our phones uh have allowed us to think bigger in some ways and think deeper and have more access to um, information and different schools of thought and you know I you, I hope you're right.
1: You have the world at your fingertips, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I I find fascinating um uh, my my son's girlfriend uh you know is great at this and and she taught me you know showed me this um we were on vacation last summer together for several weeks uh in europe and visiting different cities and stuff and every time we had a question of like why is this fountain like this or what's the history behind this she would be on her phone googling it and and we would have this wonderful conversation and exploration as to understanding and learning about history
0: in real time
1: Uh, In real time. And, you know, when you think about the complaint of parents of, you know, you're on your phone too much. Well, that's you got to put a little asterisk around that and say, well, what are you using your phone for? So if you're using it to satisfy your curiosity about the world and using it as a learning mechanism I'm all for that because in our generation, you'd have to run to the library to go through the index cards to find the book on a shelf somewhere to do that. And Mm -hmm. that's just not practical. Yeah. Now I have it at my fingertips. So I learned that too. So every time I have a question, I'm like, I just grab my phone, look it up real quick and have a bunch of answers. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I'm the same way. Well, I try to be the same way. My husband is really that way. He always says that like if I had the, if I had this phone when I was growing up, I'd be so much smarter than I am. And I'm like, well, I don't know what my excuse is then, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, So it sounds like things are going pretty well um, by you. Uh, but tell me about some of the challenges that you're facing either that you've faced over the past couple of months, uh, professionally, personally,
1: Well, let's take it on a professional level, Um, you know, being responsible for people is, is I take that responsibility very seriously, right? So when this pandemic started uh, and you think about, you know, the second and third order effect of how this works, it's not only about the people, you know, in your initial, um, you know, interaction and the employees that are part of the organization, you're really, I think about their parents, their children, the grandparents. So, you know, when you think about social distancing and, and being safe, uh, you know, we made a decision pretty early on to work from home as an organization because my concern was not the immediate staff, but the second and third order effect of that, right? So that, that's, a, you know, always, always on my mind. And as this evolves into more of an economically impacted uh, you know, situation with really you know no end in sight or or an unclear future to it. You got to really be clear about how you want to manage that, how to be as an organization relevant in the world, and how do you make sure that people are adaptable as as quickly as possible and as you know reasonably as possible uh, to a new reality, right? And that and that takes on. The challenges of transparency, you know, um, important, you know, communication to folks on a regular basis, engagement with all people involved. So people set expectations because you know when you look around you uh, and the world is economically you know challenged right now. You know, two main questions you have to answer for everyone all the time, whether it's your customers, your staff, or, or anyone else, is. You know, what's in it for me that needs to be answered and why should I care, right? So so I need to be able to articulate that to not only staff, but all of our stakeholders in the organization, you know, our volunteer leadership, our customers, our, you know, partners that we have. And that's a, you know, it's much more focused right now because we're in kind of a crisis situation as a globe. Right. And how we manage through this. So those are some of the challenges, I think, on a professional level, Uh, you know, and that translates to a personal level as well, because your work environment is now different. You know, you're you're in your house, you're going from the couch to your office to, you know, wherever. Um, So that presents its own challenges and, and adjustments to that you know at the end of the day we're only human so we're we're doing the best we can mm-hmm. uh with circumstances we have and with the data set that we have ahead of us which is changing on a daily basis
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that presents its you know challenges there
0: yeah and when you so i'll just share for me i mentioned that i have some kind of down days i think you know we're coming up on on mother's day this weekend um So happy early Mother's Day to your wife. Uh, But I think things like that. And then it's like my 30th birthday in June. And it's just kind of a milestone. I think those things coming up are weighing heavily on me because they're not going to look the way that I thought they were going to look. Right. And um, it makes me sad not for my son, because again, he doesn't care. He's seven months old. He has no idea what's going on. But, uh, for my family, it's the first grandchild and they're, you know, Mm -hmm. not going to be able to celebrate these things with us. Who knows his first birthday in September, like, you know, who knows where we'll be even by then. So those are the things that I get really kind of bummed out about. Uh, but I'm trying to practice gratitude. I'm trying to get my exercise in i'm trying to do my yoga eat right you know read the thing do the go through my list of the things that i know make me happy what are some of the things that you're turning to when you're feeling
1: low um you know things i turn to uh, routines you know finding routines um you know exercise routines uh walking the dog you know regularly for longer work walk, um, walks reading um you know healthy conversations and fun conversations you know in in the midst of all this yeah i i could totally appreciate the concern that you see about mental health of individuals and, you know, the, de- the depressive cycle of quarantine, the, the uncertainty of the future and all that. But not to minimize what we're dealing with, but that has always existed, you know, in the world. Right. And, and you know, we are as challenging as things are right now here in the United States. I mean, there are people that are so worse, much more worse off than us around the world For a variety of different hardships, whether it be poverty, hunger, you know, and what have you. So, you know, I think there's a degree of perspective that I have for myself was to say, you know what, at the end of the day, I have a roof over my head, my family is around me, and they're healthy right now. and, And let me just stop there and be grateful for that. And then you know and see then from myself how can I make a positive contribution in someone else's life mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. and and though that type of mindset for me um keeps me relevant to myself um and and really a pay it forward type of a way of doing that, whether that's bringing food to your neighbor that you know that might be out or you know, paying for the person's gas at the pump next to you when you go for gas because you can uh, without telling them you're doing it, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, those are little moments of gratitude that carry me forward and I think are important to, uh, you know, to be mindful of, Mm -hmm. right? Mm
0: -hmm. And you mentioned the mental health of, of, well – of everyone. But, um, in this case, I'm thinking about our, you know, the staff, um, we're all working remotely. The whole office is working remotely. So how has this new normal changed your approach to leadership and how are you thinking about the mental health of, uh, the whole organization?
1: well i think it comes back you know it, it requires more communication and consistent communication i think it requires really transparency so people understand where my thinking is um you know to set expectations in a reasonable way uh so that's kind of um, that's always been there, but I think now you have to do it more through these kind of, you know, video conferencing and, and different methods. Cause you can't do it face to face. It's, it's great to be able to, you know, bump into you in the kitchen and have a 15 minute conversation on something. And that's, and that's meaningful too, but now you have to do it differently. Um, you know, that's my concern with, you know, with staff and, and how they are, you know, Mental health. I mean, one of the things that I've noticed for myself, and I think this applies to everyone who's working remotely, is is the blurring of the lines between work and life, right? Because as soon as you open up your you know laptop, you know you're on potentially. So how do you shut that off? And you know, one of the things that we're going to get better at is really you know provide some policies to folks and set expectations about uh, responsiveness. Uh, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, I've seen, you know, since we've been quarantined, you know, a tremendous increase in product productivity across the board, right? Tremendous. Um, I don't think that's healthy necessarily or sustainable. And I think that's a, uh, you know, so the, the last six weeks has been a function of everyone adjusting and scrambling to, you know, find a baseline to this new normal. And I can understand that. But I think at some point, you know, you can't sprint through a marathon and this is a marathon we're in. So it's a matter of, you know, letting everyone know it's okay to dial it back because we're still doing good work. We're still executing on all the things we need to execute on. But I I think people need to hear it from me. That it's okay to dial it back a little bit and let's have some kind of balance in life and find your balance, Um, you know, in the sense of I just look at, you know, time off, like people need to take time off. I mean, you know, one of the things that I'm intending on doing is just, you know, really giving everyone two days off. Uh, on the organization to find their balance and to really put on your out of office and go, you know, sit outside in nature. Thankfully we have nice weather coming and warmer, get some sun on your face and, you know, relax.
0: Yeah. That's a great idea. Uh, In an earlier episode, I spoke with um, Amy leschke Call, and she, uh, what she does with her team is, is they have like a color, system where they'll say, I'm, and I can't remember it. I'm going to mess it up now, but they'll basically say to each other, okay, I'm going orange, I'm going blue. And that means, um, I'm, I'm offline, you know, I'm, I'm not reachable right now. Um, and then I'm, I'm orange means I I'm here. I'm, I'm in it. I'm ready to work. I'm, you know, engaged. And, uh, and when they go blue or whatever color it is, it's, you know, everyone, everyone gets it. Everyone says, no no, you know, there are no questions asked. It's just that person is off taking care of themselves or taking care of their family, whatever it is. Um, and I thought that was a cool idea. And I, I think I'm guilty of, um, I think it's a complicated, uh, situation, but part of it is that I'm trying to prove that I'm working from home Mm -hmm. right so i think that contributes to the over productivity um Mm -hmm. and then uh but then on the flip side obviously i have a baby that i'm trying to manage and my husband and i are like handing him back and forth and uh but then also people are working longer hours like it's it's really a it is it, it is complicated uh to figure out and i think we all are have not probably quite found our our footing and our baseline as you
1: called it yeah 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 yeah. i agree yeah but i think to that point to alleviate the concern of proving that you're working is really the i think communication that has to come from the top to assure people as to what the expectations are and you know the the notion that it's hey it's okay that you're human right and life happens and we adjust and we have to adapt and that's okay um, you know, as long as we have positive intent and we're mm-hmm. we're here to execute on what we ultimately have to do, which you know I I see is definitely happening in our case in the organization, so mm-hmm. it's okay to be you.
0: Mm-hmm. You embrace. Yeah, we have a uh, board meeting coming up this month, so mm-hmm. I want to ask you as as our CEO, how how is it going to be different from past meetings? Um, what are you learning as you? prepare uh any lessons that might be useful for other executives
1: sure Sure. so when this this all started we had a board meeting in february uh, and a totally different set of outcomes and and expectations for for the world it was early the first week of february when this is all when this all started Uh, and since uh you know obviously everything kind of went upside down so how this board meeting is going to be different one it's going to be virtual Right, all of ours are a day and a half in-person events, so this will be virtual for a day, broken up into different sections to give people, you know, break time from online discussions and so on. Uh, I think the overarching issue here is the need for open, transparent, frequent communication, and which we've done. So I've had uh, every other week conver- um, conference calls with the executive committee uh, to give them an update as to where we are, what's going on, what's our thinking, how are we um, shifting from the last time we've spoken, uh, in addition to any email communications in between those calls um, as needed. So I think there, you know, the frequency of communication and risk management and understanding of where we are as an organization is is paramount. Um, you know what's good, the conversations that we're probably will be having at this upcoming board meeting are really going to be about realistic, achievable expectations for the coming year as we build a budget since we're on a June 30th fiscal. So you know the notion of you know, every budget would have stretch in it is well, let's not focus on stretch. Let's focus more on reality, let's focus on risk mitigation. Let's focus on liquidity. Let's focus on staff. Uh, and all those type of things will be really the the focus of the conversation to really get us through this as you would, as you convene a board for any kind of crisis situation. And, you know, I'm taking the approach that this is a, a crisis situation that we need to prepare for um, to assure that, you know, we're an 88 year old organization is to assure that we're going to be around for the next 88 years. So. Uh, I think that's the kind of the refined aspect of the conversation that we'll be having as a board.
0: hmm. So we've talked a lot about um, different ways that we're staying sane and staying productive and, you know, balancing. But any other uh, working from home tips that you have or I know you're you mentioned earlier before we started recording that y- you have a lot of video calls. Um, so any tips mm-hmm. on how to manage that? Uh, we we did laugh earlier that you know you're in a t-shirt i'm in a sweatshirt so that clearly the you know business attire has clearly gone out the window for both of us but any other uh
1: thoughts yeah i don't stand for ceremony so much but you know it it is an an adjustment to it i think it's what's important in finding your balance uh in all this is is within your routine so for me um you know i have a, a martial arts background been training for you know 17 years now, more than that. Uh, so, breathing exercises, meditation is a big part of my daily routine uh, and is arguably what grounds me, right? Overall, from there, it's getting, is, is finding a routine. You know, you have to exercise. So, you think about if you wear a Fitbit or any of those devices how your step count is reduced tremendously by being quarantined in your home. So what are you doing to, to get your step count up? You know, Are you breaking a sweat every day? Uh, which I would say everyone should, because that's going to help your mental health as well as your physical health. So I think those routines are critical to establish um, eating habits too. Like it's so easy to nosh and grab a bag of chips or something while you're doing that. You know, don't do it. Have that discipline, uh, you know, to maintain. Mm-hmm. So
0: Yep. I know no. the first couple of weeks of this, I felt like I was just hungry all the time. And of course I wasn't, um, but it's like all I, all I could think about was the next meal. I had to really, really reset. I had to actually write down uh, what I was eating um, just, well, yeah. just to be conscious of it.
1: Well, my, my wife had a, 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 saw something on the internet and she posted it in the refrigerator. So when the kids open their fridge, it says, you're not hungry. You're just bored. Close the fridge. <laughs> Right.
0: But it's so. true. It's true. Yeah, especially for, for you know, people who aren't necessarily working right now or, or you know, students who who aren't in school, like there is a lot of boredom, I think. You know, I don't know what that's about, because, I again, as as I say, ad nauseum, I have a baby and I'm, I'm trying to work. So I don't know what boredom feels like right now. But um, I know there are a lot of bored people out there, a lot of bored eating happening.
1: Um, Yeah, to me, I don't don't think anyone has a a, the right to say that they're bored. There's so much knowledge and stuff at their fingertips. Read a book, right? You know, watch a documentary. You know, there's something constructive and positive to do. You know, contribute your knowledge to others virtually, which you could do. So, I don't buy the "Hey, I'm bored" stuff. That just means you don't. You have idle time and you don't know how to contribute. Totally. Your contribution. Totally. I, 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 call BS on that for folks who say they're bored.
0: Watch the Michael Jordan documentary like the rest of us. Yeah,
1: that be, that's a great one too. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been watching it.
0: Um, and, uh, I know you're also a big, uh, actually before I, before I move on to, um, your, your podcast recommendation, how many times do you meditate a day or what's your meditation kind of routine?
1: Um, It's it's uh, grounded around breathing exercises within it, and I do them twice a day. I do it before bed and when I wake up in the morning. Okay, cool. Just and curious. You no, know, fifteen minutes of you know deep breathing exercises that I've learned in my martial arts training that are extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they that works. That stuff works. It's been around for thousands of years. Um, yeah, I would recommend everyone check it out and try it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this is the this is the time to try it out if you're not already doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I know you're a big podcast fan as I am. So tell me about something that you're listening to now that you're enjoying or, or just, you know, podcasts that inspire you.
1: Yeah, I like I like different um points of view on things. Uh, you know, I, I gravitate a little bit towards entrepreneurs because they're just it's a different way of thinking that they have. Like Gary Varaya is is a big fan of his. Uh I think he says it like he sees it, you know, no sugarcoating it. Um And and has some insightful points of view on on life and work and, you know, who you are, who you think you are in the world. I mean, Tim Ferriss is also is another one that, you know, entrepreneur has done a lot of things, Um, you know, thoughtful guy, Uh, you know, Jordan Peterson. He's more on the academic side, but he has some really deep analyses of religion and, you know, how the world works as vis-a-vis as metaphors to life, uh, which are extremely fascinating to me. So, um, you know, those are kind of, I would say, my top three go-tos right now uh, to to follow and listen to. So, you know, if, you, if you're interested or want to check them out, it is, it is some stuff that will make you think differently for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm devouring podcasts right now, so I'm, I'm definitely going to add those to my, my list. Every time I go outside, I'm, I'm listening.
1: But I thought you were working all the
0: time. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and those four second breaks that i take I, I listen to a sentence of somebody's podcast um well andre thank you so much for joining me uh today and and for sharing um for being honest and 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 sharing some things that are working for you
1: and i think they're gonna
0: help people get through this this crazy time
1: Olivia, it was great to be with you thank you for having me and uh I look forward to seeing you one day face to face yeah right right. yeah me too thanks again All all right be well